www.ghostbusters.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined, as always, by Allison Aletha. How you doing, Al? What's uh, what's good on this fine Sunday afternoon? I'm doing, like, really good, actually. I've had another productive weekend. I built a, a new bookshelf yesterday, which is super exciting. If anybody knows me pretty well, they know how much I like bookshelves and putting stuff on them. So I built a new one yesterday, and it was a lot of fun. So I'm having a good weekend. Nice, nice. Um, well, we are uh, we're gonna have a good show today. We're gonna talk. We're actually I'll explain how we got to our topic about picking a Zelda All Star team later. But before we get there, Allison, I had a few uh, quick hits that I wanted to just rattle off. Uh, first and foremost, being that I uh, I finally went and purchased a new computer. I think I alluded to nice. that last week, but uh, this baby's got all the bells and whistles on it. It's, uh, it's got like the, I don't, I don't know. It's got teraflops and blibbly blops and whatever. And like, it's a, <laughs> it's a big, bad computer. So like, it's gonna, we're gonna be able to do some cool stuff here when I get this set up. I just picked it up last night. So still recording on my laptop for today, but, uh, yeah, we got the, we got like the capture device set up or whatever. So, uh, if you're not subscribed to the champions cast Twitch account, make sure that you are. Cause that baby's coming back. And we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be playing some games on that pretty soon in the near future. So that that's that's exciting. I haven't had a new computer in like what year is it? Twenty twenty one? Seven years? Wow, that's a long time for not not having a new computer. But that's awesome. I'm super excited, and I I think that you'll uh, I think you'll find that a lot of things will run more smoothly, and you'll just be like, oh, this is so nice. Uh, yep, I think so too. Maybe we'll even go back to doing live podcast that was fun but it just was a kind of a, a chug on our ability to actually do the podcast uh, and, and edit it properly after but maybe if we got this new you know schnazzy uh you know gimmick going on we, we can do that so that's cool yeah we'll um, see. we had we had a lot of good discussion by the way last week talking about the best song of all time and oh, yeah. uh, i think that was the most discussion worthy point that came out of that episode was <laughs> All of us is talking about our, our best songs of all time. So I think I think that I've narrowed it down. And I'm, I'm going to have five contenders for the best song of all time. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Okay, number one, Hey Jude by the Beatles. Number two, okay. and by the way, the number one as in like these are just random order my list. Number two, Tiny Dancer, Elton John. Number three, Wonderwall by Oasis. Number four, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. And number five, Everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears. That's my top five. What do you think of that? I dig it. I like all those songs, and I feel like they're very universally loved. So I think they are good contenders. I th I think that they're good contenders too. I was tempted to put like "Hypnotize" by Biggie Smalls in there, but I I feel like maybe not everybody would love that as much, even though it's probably a top five song for me. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I I feel like uh, that's the final ruling of this best song of all time debate. Um, now before we get on to the Zelda show, I was, uh, I was watching last night with my wife. We were watching Princess Mononoke. Mm. Man, like, I, I know that we've talked about it before, but it just, it just like struck me while we were watching it last night, like how much this movie influenced the Zelda series in particular Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild 2 and like what we're, what we're seeing unfold in that game. It's, it's striking how similar this uh you know these two properties actually are um i actually haven't seen that movie but don't nobody come at me because my sister and i are are trying to watch those movies we we decided that it was something we were going to try because everybody loves them so much so we haven't gotten to that one but we watched um howl's moving castle and spirited away and we really liked them so i think princess mononoke was next on our list so oh, nice. I would I would be able to have input after I watched it. But yeah, I can't believe like I've gone all these years without watching that. And I've heard from so many people, especially in this community, how how similar it is to a lot of Zelda themes. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, to be fair, I haven't seen Spirited Away. So Okay. That's I think that's probably the most famous of the uh Studio Ghibli films, so maybe, you know, don't feel bad cuz I haven't seen the big one either. But yeah, Mononoke is like really like, I, I don't want to spoil it, but I don't think this is a spoiler, but in, like, the first five minutes, like, 
you basically see malice as as we know it and it infects the arm of uh, ashitaka like the main hero and it's very it's got a lot of similar themes like technology versus nature uh, like all of the same kind of themes that you would expect to see in a zelda game and like a breath of the wild game uh, are present in this movie that was made in 1997 so uh maybe maybe we could do like a full episode on that movie when we or when you actually get around to watching it because like yeah, I was I was just watching it last night and I was like, God, this is like so it, it really is like the proto, you know, Zelda in a lot of ways. Even in a lot of ways because um Ashitaka has like a loyal mount who's an elk and his name is escaping me, but like this was before Link had Epona, so even that feels like very Zelda esque as well. So yeah, I was uh I was just watching it last night and I was it's like an out of body experience and like I knew that it influenced Zelda, but I was, I just couldn't believe how much it influenced the legend of zelda that's awesome yeah i'd love to do an episode on that when we finally get to it that that'll be that'll be something that'll actually get our ears and gear to watch it (laughs) hey hey, there you go all right well i was watching allison i was watching a hockey game the other night okay and i was watching a calgary flames play and in fact i think that they were playing the Seattle Kraken. Is that your your like local hockey team now? You probably don't care for hockey, but um well, I I don't pay too much attention to like the uh NHL or anything like that, but we have like a local hockey team here that's I think the, the Tri-City a, Americans. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's my local team. So, and I don't think they're part of the big huge that i don't know i don't know they're part of the western hockey league Uh, the calgary hitmen are are part of that as well okay so yes that's who i go those are the games i go to i haven't been to the to the seattle ones yet they're a relatively new team from what i understand yeah this this season is their first season actually in the expansion draft they took our captain mark giordano (laughs) which is very sad but anyways so i'm watching i'm watching hockey and the flames uh the flames are playing and uh for anybody that's not up to speed on hockey, uh, the All-Star break comes in and around uh, February every year. And that is when, as the name implies, you get the best players from each team. You make one big All-Star team, and it's kind of just like a razzle-dazzle game. It's not doesn't really mean anything if you win, lose, whatever. I think the MVP gets a truck or something like that, but a lot of times I think they just donate it. So it's it's basically just like a... A fancy, like, media publicity, come look at how good we are, there's a lot of skills competition, blah, blah, blah. So I was watching this, and they were talking about the All-Star game coming up, and I was thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder which, if we were to do a Zelda dungeon All-Star team, what that would look like. And that, my friends, is the premise of our episode today. We are going to be assembling a All-Star dungeon roster team so the way that this works is is we've we've went down and we've broken down the the dungeons into a couple different criteria here so we have uh what i think is kind of your your like blueprint for like a really great zelda game with like the different theme dungeons so we have the intro dungeon you know the dungeon that's used to teach us the ins and outs of our game a forest themed dungeon a water themed dungeon a fire themed dungeon ice themed desert themed scary theme uh, we threw a mini dungeon in there. Uh, I wasn't quite sure how to label this, but like the vertical 2D dungeons where like you go up and you drop through the floors and stuff like that. We have a technology themed dungeon. We just have kind of a themeless dungeon for dungeons that don't really fit any of these criteria. And we have the final castle dungeon. So we're going to go down this list and we're going to pick the absolute best of the best from the Zelda series. Allison and I have not... Uh, have not talked to each other about what our lists look like here. So this is going to be a mystery to both of us. So we are going to assemble this all-star team. And uh, we're going to do it right here, right now. Allison, are you ready? I'm ready. Kick us off. Did, before, we, before we get going, we should mention too, we did not, we talked about it, but we ended up not putting in a cap limit on the amount of dungeons that you could pick from one game. So... Apologies, there are going to be some repeat dungeons, but I don't think that I have, like, a ton of repeat dungeons. Allison, I think that you have a couple here and there, but hey, whatever, it's our list. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just kind of, if it's going to be an all-star thing, you can't really limit it because then you're like, well, I would prefer the dungeon from this game, but since I've already had one from this game, then I'm going right. to have to go with this other game, and therefore it's not an all-star. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get it kicked off with the all-star intro dungeon. The best intro dungeon of the series. Allison, what did you lead off with? I actually, <laughs> I had a hard time with this one because I was trying to remember our episode where we talked about intro dungeons and what I was like, what I had determined was the best one. And I couldn't for the life of me remember because a lot of the times, like, it's one of the, it's one of those that's kind of forgettable. Like, the only criteria that goes into it is, does it kind of help you, you know, start the game? And the the closest one that I could remember, so my, my choice might kind of suck, but the closest one that I could remember that kind of gave me a good idea was Spirit's Grave uh, from Oracle of Ages because, like I said, we played it this year. It was something that kind of told me that I was going to have difficult puzzles and um, like what to expect from the dungeons for the rest of the game because I mm -hmm. knew that this was like the thinker game. So this is kind of was one of my throwaways where I was just like, I'm going with Spears Grave for this one. I did not expect that. <laughs> I did not expect that at all from you. Uh, I, I respect that Spirit's Grave. Okay. Uh, this was an easy one for me, actually. When I think of intro dungeons, there is one dungeon that immediately comes to my mind. Probably no surprise to anybody out there listening, but uh, I'm going to take... Inside the Deku Tree from Ocarina of Time. See, that's, the best. that's totally fair. Well, like, I think that this dungeon is just so good. Uh, first of all, the theme of it is is very, like, awesome. But taking that theme away, because we're talking about an intro dungeon, just as in the sense that, like, it teaches you how to play the game. I think that this dungeon does such a good job of teaching you, like, um, about climbing, about jumping, you know, the, when you have to jump off the top and go through the uh, the web in the middle. Um, it gets you crawling, it gets you swimming, it gets you using your, um, using your slingshot to kind of learn how to, how to do that in 3D, which, you know, at that point in time had never been done before. Gives you a really solid boss fight that, again, kind of focuses on aiming and, and target locking and stuff like that. So I, I think that mechanically, this is just like the absolute best intro dungeon in the entire series. I, I don't think it's ever been... Uh, one-upped and i'm not sure i'm not sure that it can be i I, th I think that this is like one of the best i think what's like one of the most solid dungeons in zelda just in general um obviously doesn't stack up to some of its you know more elaborate bigger brothers but for the intro dungeon all-star pick this was an a really easy one for me um in fact actually it was so it was so easy that i was thinking about this because i originally didn't have an intro dungeon on my list of all-star ideas and I was thinking about this dungeon, and I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta have an intro dungeon here, because that is a very important part of the, you know, of the formula for for this. So, yeah, this this was an easy pick. I feel like, um, I, I don't know, the, the runner-ups to me are maybe not what I would consider, you know, quote-unquote dungeons. Like, I think the Great Plateau is a really good intro dungeon, yeah, but it's, it's sure. not really a dungeon. I think that the first three days in Clock Town are really good but it's not really a dungeon mm -hmm. um i think forsaken fortress is good but again it's it's not really a dungeon so it's you know um i thought about forsaken fortress for a second too and i mean i i consider it a dungeon but some of the stuff that you're doing for the first time in there doesn't feel like it's preparing you for the rest of the game because you're right. like sneaking around you don't have a sword you can't fight it's right. really i mean Yes, it's kind of a stealthy thing that introduces you to the game, but you're really not doing any of that stuff for the rest of the game. Yeah, the um, the only other dungeon that I was thinking of maybe putting in, and uh, you're going to have to buy me some time, because for some reason, I am just totally blanking on the name here, but uh, the first dungeon from the Minish Cap... Deepwood Shrine! What am I talking about? Deepwood Shrine from the Minish Cap. <laughs> I, feel like that, I feel like that was a really good intro dungeon as well, but it not... Didn't quite make my cut. So, yeah, Into the Deku Tree is my all-star pick. So, we got Into the Deku Tree and we got uh, Spirit's Grave. So, there you go. 
Yeah, fun times. There, there are plenty of really good intro dungeons, but like I said, it was just something that was more recent on my brain, and I remember the impact where I was like, okay, I know what I'm getting it myself into. I ain't mad at that pick. I, I think that that's, uh, I like it. It's unconventional. So, yeah. There you go. Let's see if we have the same pick here. I think oh my god, might. I bet we do. <laughs> uh, Forest-themed dungeon. So... I promise you, I think that Ocarina of Time is the only game that I have more... No, I lied. I have I have two games that have more than one entry, but Ocarina of Time has three, so you're going to have to bear with me. Obviously, I think the best forest dungeon is the Forest Temple from Ocarina of Time. Um, this is my favorite dungeon in Zelda, period. So this was always going to make my list. But, you know, I, I think that there's actually, like, some pretty stiff competition for the forest dungeon uh all-star bracket but before we we before we do that what uh did you have the same pick as i did al i did and my runner-up uh was going to be forest haven uh for or forbidden woods i guess from uh wind waker just because it is very heavily forest themed and like a lot of things that are attacking you are plants and stuff like that so i was leaning in that direction but honestly like just the forest uh the forest temple from ocarina of time is just superior in every way and i also actually have a few from ocarina of time i just think that speaks volumes to the dungeons in that game yeah i mean totally um but like i said i i actually think that there is really stiff competition for this forest themed dungeon like i think woodfall temple is awesome mm -hmm. i really like that dungeon i think that uh, skull woods both from a link to the to the past and a link between worlds is, is really great uh you mentioned forbidden woods i think is awesome again there's like that there's some areas from breath of the wild but they're not really dungeons so i wouldn't count those but like uh kind of going back Deepwood shrine even though we talked about it as an intro dungeon i think that that's like also a really good kind of i guess it's kind of like a foresty themed dungeon or like plant themed yeah. dungeon um and, and i'm probably missing a bunch more but like uh, even the Forest Temple from Twilight Princess, actually, I think is really good. Uh, with all the monkeys and stuff, I think that's a really fun gimmick. So, there, although the although picking the Forest Temple from Ocarina of Time was, like, an easy decision, I, I didn't have to think about it. I, I do think that there is, like, really a ton of, of you know, good candidates if we weren't going to pick this. This, this is like, this is like picking a center for your all-star team and, like, if Wayne Gretzky is available, like obviously you're going to pick Wayne Gretzky, but like there's obviously some awesome centermen also available in the draft, you know? Yeah, fair enough. For some reason, I actually understand that reference. <laughs> what? Well, everybody knows Wayne Gretzky. Even if yeah. you don't know anything about <laughs> hockey, you got to know Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. That's so funny. I got to, we got to get that, uh, that champions cast shirt where, uh, Andy Spiteri was quoting Andy Spiteri's dad. Who's quoting Michael Scott. Who's quoting Wayne Gretzky about, <laughs> <laughs> missing the shots you don't take that would be a hot seller i think i love it <laughs> uh <laughs> all right so we've got we've got two for the forest temple and ocarina of time i think that that was that, i think that's going to be one of like the most obvious picks of this entire list but maybe not maybe uh maybe there's some other ones that that are going to stick out here let's go to the water themed dungeon i think i can guess what you have al but i'm gonna let you go first anyways because i think that we probably have the same one Maybe. I, I don't know. I was actually kind of surprised by my answers, so we'll see. I chose the Great Bay Temple from Majora's Mask. Wow! Really? Okay. <laughs> um, and I think I know what you picked, but I have a reason for not picking it. Um, I think that, you know, as great as the Water Temple is from Ocarina of Time, you know, as interesting, I will say, with quotes around it, uh, Lake Bed is from Twilight Princess, I just think that... Something about Great Bay Temple is just, like, it's so weird. It's, like, just odd. Some of the creatures in it are weird. And um, the directions you have to take to, I don't know, like, get this this room, the middle room going different directions. And all it, it can be confusing, but it's not as confusing as some other water-themed dungeons. And you're in the water primarily, but you also get to be, like, Zora Link. So... I just, I really appreciate a lot of the things that are going on in this dungeon. It might not be my favorite, like, by any means, because I generally don't like water levels. I just think it's, it's a pretty, uh, a pretty good, decent, um, water-themed dungeon. And 
for some reason when I was thinking about this, you know, my answer to this, it just popped up first in my head and I was like, that's the one I'm going with. Okay. Okay. I, I was not expecting that, but, uh, I, I'm again, I am impressed by that pick. Cause I, I just, I wouldn't have picked that at all. Although I do think that Great Bay is, is a pretty cool dungeon. Like, especially we were talking about it last week with like the, the flashing lights and like the, the factory kind of setting. It gives a, it's very distinct from the water temple in Ocarina of Time and some of the other water dungeons that, that we've seen here. So I'm I'm kinda I'm kinda second guessing my pick now and I, and I'm wondering if if it should maybe be disqualified for not being watery enough. Cause, cause I picked it and uh, let, let's just see what you think of this, Al. And if if you need me to change it, I will. I picked the ancient cistern from mm-hmm. Skyward Sword. Yeah, for obvious reasons. I think it's an incredible dungeon. You get uh one of the best boss fights in the series, you have an awesome item. Just the the aesthetic of it is absolutely gorgeous. And it's got that scary part underneath too. But like, so I mean, water is a a, a factor in this dungeon. But I'm I'm kind of second guessing myself now. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have picked this dungeon. I, I don't know. What do you th- am I cheating by picking this? I don't I don't think you're cheating. But I also considered it for a hot second. But I I had that thought where I was like, is this watery enough? Like, it it's not primarily a water themed dungeon. It does have a lot of stuff that you're doing in water. And you go underwater for the main room. You do that puzzle in another room to, um, I think, open a door. I can't remember exactly. I, I skipped that now from speedrunning. But um, there is a lot that you're doing. And you, like, fall in that water vortex. So it just, for me, for some reason, I was uh, thinking, I don't know if that's enough to warrant it being picked as an all-star water, quote-unquote, themed dungeon because you've got you know, the Great Bay Temple, or, or you've got the Water Temple from Ocarina of Time, those sort of things. Hmm, okay. Well, I, I do have a backup pick, if, if that's not allowed. Let's do backup picks. Okay. I, have a back, I have a few backup picks. <laughs> okay, well, you, you go ahead. You go ahead with your backup picks then, and I'll and Oh, I'll I mean, like, down the line. <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm going to say I'll, I'll give you this one right now. Okay. So that, maybe, maybe I'll just substitute it, because I, I feel like... I feel like I, I feel guilty now doing Ancient Sister, and I feel like I'm just sneaking in a great dungeon here that where maybe it didn't fit. Um, my backup pick is going to be Angler's Tunnel from Link's Awakening, but with the caveat that it is the 2019 Link's Awakening, um, because I think that that version has a, a different kind of ambiance. I think the music is really awesome. The uh, the visuals, I think, you know, Link's Awakening had kind of a problem. The remake, rather had kind of a problem where it continued to use the uh like the really small box like rooms or whatever it's probably a technical term for this that i don't know but like every room just looked really small to me in that game and like this one i don't know this one somehow kind of uses that to its advantage it's like this dark dank cavern i just i really like the aesthetic the music helped it uh, stick out and obviously it was the same really fun dungeon that we know and the final boss wasn't as pathetic in this dungeon um, but I also kind of like that about Link's Awakening, so I, I, I'm going to use this as my backup, just in case you're going to disqualify me for that, so, yeah. <laughs> like, I have the power to disqualify you. <laughs> yeah, you have the, if you say it's disqualified, then it's disqualified by God. Oh, dang. <laughs> then I'll disqualify something of yours, too, so take oh, that. Oh, man, I don't, I mean, I feel like you'll like my list overall. I, I like it so far, I'm not going to lie. Um, all right, let's go over to the fire theme dungeons. Uh, I have, I have what maybe is a outside of the box pick here, but I am going with the Cave of Flames, aka the Cave of Flamos from the Flamos. Minish Cap, and uh, I have very fond memories of this from the Zelda Dungeon Marathon, where uh, we were just calling it the Cave of Flamos for the entire week. I think that it's a fun dungeon too. It has a fun boss at the end. Um, a lot of like donkey kong go-karting in this dungeon i think that the cane is a really fun item and you can use it in a bunch of different ways and i think that the fire dungeons in zelda are like i was trying to think about this and i and i can't think of like a truly bad fire dungeon in the series i just don't think there is any but i also don't know that there is any fire dungeons that you'd be like this is like an A++ dungeon. Like, I, I feel like when I was thinking of the fire dungeon, so we've got fire sanctuary, we've got the fire temple, we've got uh, Goron mines. 
I feel like all of these dungeons, I, I was just kind of like, even Turtle Rock, I was like, yeah, these are all, I, I think they're all about like on the same level. So I think when I was thinking of, of fire dungeons, um, I went and, and kind of put my, my personal memories with the Cave of Flamos, and that kind of pushed it over the top for me. What say you? Um, I I went with uh, Fire Sanctuary. I mean, everybody who listens knows I'm a huge fan of this dungeon, even though it's not very like highly rated by lots uh, lots of Zelda fans. But I personally really like the aesthetic. I um I dig like the, obviously the fire theme. I thought it was a better fire quote unquote dungeon than uh, the Earth Temple from earlier on in Skyward Sword. I um I like the lava monsters that you get to fight. Um, you are running from lava underground, which is scary. You're like falling into a lava pit, and you have to trust that the snake head on the left is gonna catch you. So I just I like a lot of that. Uh, I just feel like it did really well. People get to that dungeon and they're just kind of like meh. Like I'm really kind of tired of this game at this point because this is like the millionth dungeon I've been in, yeah. and <laughs> and I don't know. I just feel like it kind of gets a bad rap from that, and I I in general really like it. A- another thing that it gets a bad rap for is that you fight Gearheim for the second time, but I really like yes. that moment in the game because you're finding out just on how unhinged he's becoming. And I just think it really adds to the story. So it's one of those moments I really look forward to. And I love fighting Gearheim. So this this was a no-brainer for me, personally. I thought that you were going to pick this, if I'm yeah. being honest. I was pretty sure. Uh, I, I think my runner-up would be the Fire Temple from Ocarina of Time. I think it's one of the most underrated dungeons in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I see what you're saying about Fire Sanctuary. I think that, like, using... I think using the water, in particular, to make, like, moving platforms and stuff is really fun. I like mm-hmm. that better than, like, the... The uh, big Indiana Jones like boulder gimmick from the from the Earth Temple. Yeah. So yeah, I I think that uh, I think that's solid. I think that's a solid pick. There you go. I think Al. I think that we probably have the same dungeon for this next one. Uh, yeah, so I'm probably. gonna let you go first. Okay. Ice themed dungeon. What say you? Snow Peak ruins. <laughs> Snow Peak ruins. Yep. <laughs> so yep. I in general hate ice themed dungeons, especially. Phantom Hourglass, the ice, uh, I think it's just called Ice Temple. Um, It's just, I don't like the slippery gimmick. Um, It frustrates me because I'm just trying to get through this dungeon and solve puzzles. And I'm over here slipping to the left when I'm trying to go right. And it it just (laughs) bothers me. Um, So in general, I don't like these dungeons. But I, when I replayed um, Twilight Princess, I think it was either last year or the year before, um, shows how much I play that game, but <laughs> I I realized how much I really like that dungeon. It's got all the ice themes you want. It's got ice monsters that are awful, but they're still like unique and cool to the series. You've got the Yetta and the Yetto uh, relationship going on. Um, snow everywhere. You're digging through it. You're climbing up it. I just I don't know. It's very visually pleasing. The puzzles are cool, like the ice block puzzles. I really like that, and. Overall, I just think it's one that I actually enjoy doing. So, is it the best one? I don't know. But because of my my beef against ice in general, I, I really enjoy this one. So, it's my all-star. Yeah, this was my answer too. And, and not really anything else even came close for me actually. But, but I think that this is like... I think that I might put this as a top 5 dungeon in the series. It's definitely a top 10 dungeon for me. Um, I think that this dungeon is like super super i was gonna say cool pardon the pun but like just like the the setting of it right like usually you're going to like these ancient temples and there's this like these ruins or something and i and it always stuck with me that like you're just in this guy's house but like that's the dungeon yeah and i, and I still really appreciate that because it makes it feel distinctive to me so th- yeah this one combined with like the you've got like the little stories that go on inside of it when you're getting the ingredients for yetto soup I think that that's really fun. It's a good gimmick. Uh, it's kind of nice to have like a friendly face inside of a dungeon like yeah. that you can just go hang out with if you want to. Um, <laughs> yeah, really fun item. I think that, like you said, the ice monsters in this place are awful, uh, especially those those guys with the spears by the swinging yeah, yeah, chandeliers. Yeah. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. Um, but also made really good use of like your wolf gimmick in this game. Um, the cannons were fun. The boss fight was great. Blizzetta's music was awesome. music was okay, pretty good. Um, and then you kind of look at the the list of contenders that could potentially 
go up against this. And like the the first one that came to mind for me was Snowhead from Majora's Mask, yeah, which fair. I feel like is is just kind of an okay dungeon, but it's got like that really fun boss fight. But like it's just okay, you know, before you get there. Um, Temple of Ice from Phantom Hourglass, which I feel like isn't like all that spectacular. And then, like I guess you have, um, I guess you have that ice dungeon from A Link Between Worlds, which yeah, I thought was ruins. okay. It's weird though, because it's like ice, but you're still in a volcano. It's weird. Yeah, and and I was kind of on the same note. I was thinking of Minish Cap too with Temple of Droplets, which is kind of like a water dungeon, but kind of like an ice dungeon where it, that one I don't think would seriously contend with uh, with Snow Peak either. So there's really not a lot of different dungeons I feel like that can go like head to head with Snow Peak. So that makes it an even easier pick. But I think that even if there were, um, I guess we forgot to talk about the Ice Palace too, which is again like it's it's okay. It's it's certainly not going to contend with uh, with Snow Peak. But uh, I think even if there were like dungeons that I felt were like really 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 strong, I think that Snow Peak is just a really really great dungeon and would probably win out anyways. So mm-hmm. yeah. Fair enough. Um, all right. What's next on our list here? Desert oh, theme. Desert themed. This was tough. This was yeah. this was really tough. Yeah, you know what? You're right, because I had like three in mind and I had I did to, too. I had to <laughs> I I want I'm sure we had the same three, but I'm I'm thinking we might have different picks. Um, all right. Well let's let's go here. So my three that were in contention were the Desert Palace from A Link Between Worlds. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called, right? Yeah, I think so. Desert yeah, Palace. Desert yep. Palace. Um, the Spirit Temple from Ocarina of Time. And Arbiter's Grounds from Twilight Princess. Is, those the, is that the same three that you had? Almost. So close. Instead of Desert Palace, I had Sandship. Oh my god, I can't... Yeah, of course. Derp. <laughs> you know, that one, that one almost fell under the technology-themed dungeon, though, for me. Almost. I was tempted to put it in there. Okay. But I didn't. All right. Okay. Well, what was your pick then? Well, um, of those three that I mentioned, I can't believe I didn't even think of Sandship. The dungeon is literally called Sandship. And that's one of my favorite dungeons in the series. But, <laughs> so I talked about earlier, my favorite dungeon in the series is the Forest Temple. My second favorite dungeon is the Spirit Temple. So that is the pick that I ultimately went with. Although it was... Very, very, very close, uh, because I think that Arbiter's Grounds is probably number three. Sandship is probably number four, and I don't know why I wasn't thinking of that as a sand-themed dungeon, but I guess I just wasn't. But I think that the Desert Palace from A Link Between Worlds is really strong, because, like, you get the uh, the Sand Wand or whatever it's called, and, like, there's lots yep. of really cool puzzles that you can use with that. But I think that Spirit Temple, like, I mean, the music just really sets it apart. The items that you get uh, using both your adult and kid forms in there. Uh, Niburu and that that boss fight. Um, Twin Rova, I think, is one of the greatest boss fights in the series. It's just like some of the really cool puzzles, the way that you use light. The I, I just like, I think that that dungeon is so, so good. And it's very, I don't know, it's like it's very different from everything that you've experienced in that game up to that point. So that that one has always really stuck with me. So that would be my pick for the all-star team. But, I mean, my God, like, leaving off Arbiter's Grounds seems like kind of a crime, uh, mm-hmm. as well as Sandship. And I think that, like, Desert Palace is, like, a really, really underrated dungeon. Like, it's really awesome. And we're going to get... Uh, we're going to get uh, beat up if we don't mention the fact that Desert Palace has, like, an awesome theme song. So, yeah, yeah. this was hard. This might have been the hardest one. I, I agree. Like, Desert, for some reason, just does really well as a theme in Zelda. Um, you, so you have, so, like, literally almost every game kind of has a Desert theme, which is super cool. I personally went with Sandship, which is so funny because it's not one of my top pick dungeons for that game at all. But I just, um, and I was having a hard time between Sandship and Spirit Temple. Um, but I just think it does so well. You're, you kind of have to do this, uh, you do the time travel bit to go through the sand sea to find this invisible ship. But you're like, it's cool because looking all around you, it's all desert, but you're still in water and back in time. So I just thought that was cool. Getting to the ship is neat, um, especially the pirate stronghold um, doing all that uh, really 
upped the ante for that dungeon and then you're mm -hmm. on this you're on this like ancient ship that's covered in sand and dust and um you can reawaken ancient technology in it and you go up and down this just deserted desert ship and i just think it's so cool that it's just different you know what i mean like it's uh it just wasn't very conventional as a dungeon you, so i i don't know something about it just felt way more <clears throat> um interesting and unique to me whereas i do really enjoy the spirit temple it's probably one of my favorite dungeons as well and um the bosses the boss are, is great Niboro is great and i just there's a lot of great things for it, but for some reason, I picked Sandship over. Just something about it is just a little bit more unique to me. Although yeah, the music uh, in Spirit Temple is superior. Uh, I'm not mad at that at all. I, I think that Sandship is like... When we were playing Skyward Sword HD in the summer, I knew that I liked Sandship as a dungeon, but I when I played it, I was legitimately thinking to myself, like, this might be the greatest dungeon in Zelda. Like, it's so good. It's pretty I, good. I don't, Skirt I don't know great. what is wrong with me that I just didn't consider like <laughs> literally the sand ship as a desert themed dungeon, but mm -hmm. I guess that tells you everything you need to know about me. Um, <laughs> all right. I, I kind of had a little bit of a, of a tough time with this next one here because this next one is kind of subjective and that yeah. is the scary themed dungeon. So did I just make you go first this last time or did I go first? You went first. Okay. I'm going to make you go first here, Al. Tell me what you got. All right, I have a very obvious answer, but then I have a backup um, for, because like you said, it's subjective, so it really just depends on people. But I just think that the epitome of horror in a Zelda game is the Shadow Temple from Ocarina of Time. You've got Dead Hand Part 2, you've got all these invisible enemies that are coming at you, Wall Masters are my worst enemy ever, and they're in there. You've got these Reaper statues with giant scythes swinging around um freaking guillotines trying to chop you in half it's just scary it's a really scary dungeon bongo bongo is so awesome and like creepy um that i ship. feel like Oof. yeah the ship that like we were talking a few episodes back it just feels like that ship to the underworld that you pay to and you're you feel like you're going to the underworld it's creepy so i feel like that's the epitome of scary dungeons in this in the series but i did have a backup as the earth temple from wind waker because something about it is just like so disturbing right so my pick though is shadow temple yeah I, and i'm not mad at that i think that is what everybody probably thinks of when they think of like a scary themed dungeon um mm -hmm. so yeah i i think that that is uh I think that that's definitely a good answer, but I didn't go with that because um, I, I don't know. I, I think that the Shadow Temple is really good, but it's not. I think of the dungeons from Ocarina of Time, it's it's lower down on my list. And I mean, let's be real: like the worst dungeon from Ocarina of Time is is better than most games' best dungeon. <laughs> I think that that's a fair statement to make. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I was thinking of this dungeon, or what I would put, and I was just like. Oh man, there's so many like that we could choose from. Like, I thought of the Earth Temple with all the redeads and like the crypt theme, and yeah. I think that that one is a really strong contender. But for me, the only thing holding it back was that I just don't really like controlling medley, so I didn't oh, pick that okay. one. Um, I was thinking about the ghost ship from Phantom Hourglass because that one has a, a kind of cool aesthetic and like a fun boss battle. But then I was just like, this is my bias going to show here, but like. I was like, do I really want to put one of those DS stylus controlled Zeldas as like the <laughs> oh, absolute God. best Zelda dungeon that we can that we can have? So I, I didn't put that one either. And then I was thinking of like, all right, maybe Iconic Canyon from Majora's Mask would be good, but then that's not really like a full fledged dungeon. So I was like, oh my God, like I'm not gonna pick that. I ended up picking the Dark Palace from A Link Between Worlds. Okay. Um, because I think that that is like. A really and and part of it is because of the lead up to that dungeon with the stealth section and getting in i think that that was really fun but i just i think that this dungeon is uh aesthetically just really cool like as the name implies it's just dark so it's hard to see and i think that that is what makes a scary zelda dungeon when you either can't see or in the case of the shadow temple you can't trust what you see yeah so i i really thought that this dungeon was fun the like christmas lights in there i always really loved <laughs> um, a lot of like li interesting puzzles with the uh, with the windows on the sides and like how they shine in light, but then you actually have to put out the light so that you can see the 
the path that you need to take. I think the Gemosaurus is a fun boss battle. So, yeah, I, I went with this one, but I had a really tough time kind of figuring out what exactly I was going to put. Because I, I feel like there is, like, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of dungeons that you could consider. Like, you could, could probably consider Skullwoods a scary dungeon. But, like, it's also kind of a foresty-themed dungeon, so maybe not as much. Or, like, um, I don't know, there's there's a bunch of different ones. Even Spirit Grave that you talked about from earlier. Even yeah. Arbiter's Grounds, you really could make a case that that's... Yep. A scary dungeon if you really wanted to. Because, I mean, like, there's ghosts, there's re-deads, there's, uh... A place of execution. You know, yeah, like, I mean, literally a dude died there, so <laughs> you could make that argument. But, uh, yeah, I went with, uh, I went with Dark Palace. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like I could be influenced to change that pick by, by anybody listening in our Discord comments if they, uh, if they wanted to argue with me about that. For sure. All right, let's take a break from our dungeons. And so every every good Zelda game needs a really fun mini dungeon that uh, that you can go and do. And it doesn't have the same kind of pressure as a regular dungeon, but uh, the best ones, I think, give you a, like a well-needed break before you segue into the next kind of batch of dungeons. So um, I have a, a pick that I think might surprise you. I, you know what, you, what you just said made me second guess my pick because you said like, take a break from the dungeons, um, and kind of segue into the next part of the game. I, I feel like my pick is very involved in the, in the getting to the next dungeon and it feels like a dungeon itself. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm second guessing it now. We'll see. Well, I, I feel like mine is too, like mine, mine is crucial to completing the game like you obviously have to do this but it, it's just a little bit different like it's uh you know it, it's not a full-fledged dungeon it's something cool something fun but something that you can kind of be a little bit more in and out so uh here i go i picked the fire and ice islands from the wind waker because oh. i think that uh that, that going to that is really fun you get this two different kind of set of circumstances where you have to be kind of quick on the ice one to uh, to go in and get the items before, you know, you freeze over. And then you get actually, like, really valuable items that you need to get going forward. I actually wish that this would have been, like, a dungeon in the Wind Waker. I, I thought that these islands were were very fun. But, um, yeah, that, that, was, that was my pick. I was thinking of kind of the obvious ones, like the Ice Cavern or Iconic Castle. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, you know what? Like, I feel like... Uh, I feel like not enough people talk about this, so yeah, this was, this was my this is my pick, and I and I was trying to surprise you with this. I am surprised. I never would have imagined you'd pick something from Wind Waker. <laughs> All right, well, um, I I aim to uh, I aim to please. You know, when I think of mini dungeons, sometimes for some reason it's they're not really a dungeon, but for some reason the gauntlets always come to mind. And I'm not saying I chose one, but Savage Labyrinth, uh, Cave of Ordeals, um, for some reason those always pop up in my head because they are like a break from doing a dungeon and thinking of puzzles, but you really aren't doing a dungeon. I don't know why those always pop up in my head. But the one that obviously came to my mind was Ancient Castle of Akana, Ikana, Ikana, mm -hmm. however you say it. I, uh, I've i talked about that place enough on this podcast. Um, everybody knows that I think it should have been the final dungeon, not Stone Tower Temple. Um, it just, it, it, it fits the theme of uh, Iconic Canon really well. You have very interesting and disturbing things that are going on in there. You know, the Reed Dead's dancing and the puzzles are fun. Um, I just overall really enjoy that and getting to that point in the game. My backup was Ice Cavern from Ocarina of Time. Again, it's so weird because I hate ice levels, but I just have fond memories in there from playing with my brothers. So, mm. yeah. I love ice levels, actually. I Even those puzzles where you have to, like, push blocks, I, I've always been a fan of I, those. I like those. I like the block puzzles a lot. Um. All right. Well, let's move on. Can we think of a better way to classify this? The, I don't know. <laughs> the Vertical Tower 2D Dungeon. I'm God help us. <laughs> I didn't, I'm not even sure what we were meaning by this, and I feel like I took it very literally, so we're going to... I'd like to know your pick first. <laughs> well, okay, so so I put this in here because I was just like, I, I feel like we're going to mostly pick 3D dungeons yes. here, which we have. 
So I was like, 2D dungeons, I feel like, need some love as well. So, like, you know, you get those dungeons where you have, like, multiple different floors and you have, like, the trampolines or whatever that, that get you up to the floor. You can drop okay. through and you can, you can you know, navigate the uh, the, the dungeon that way. Okay. But I, I don't know what, uh, what the Oxford definition of that is, but, <laughs> you know, we'll have to go with vertical 2D tower dungeons for now. There you go. Okay, I like I I still think my pick is fine then. It's good. Go ahead. What do you got? All right. Tower of Hera. Easy. I just I really like uh one a link between worlds version. It's something about like the uh first of all you're walking on the wall or in merged into the walls for a lot of it. A lot of really fun puzzles in that dungeon. Um I, again, it's it's not the intro dungeon, but it is kind of introducing you to a lot of what you'll be doing with the game. Um, right. And then the visual when you're outside and you can like see the background being like the drop of the tower. I just love that in A Link Between Worlds so much. And they do that in the in Laurel Castle too. I just, it's something that I really enjoy. So when I, when I was reading this tower vertical 2D dungeon, that was the first thing that popped in my head was that, that visual. So I, I feel like this is a very, very good dungeon. I it just is a lot of fun for me. I love the puzzles and it. it makes me feel super smart. And yeah, that was my pick. Yeah, that was that was the first one that I thought of as well, was the Tower of Hera. Um, and I think that both the Link to the Past and particularly the Link Between Worlds versions are fun. Um, but this, this ended up being a two-way race for me. And the game that, or the dungeon that ultimately won out was Eagle's Tower from Link's Awakening. Okay. Uh, which is just like, I, I feel like this is a very, very confusing dungeon the first time that you do it. Um, and I can see people not really being in love with it, it, you know, right off the bat. I wasn't either, actually, right off the bat. I think that it's like a very confusing dungeon if you don't know what you're doing. But I think that once you're familiar with it, there's a lot to like. There's a lot of, like, optimized pathways that you can take. The fun gimmick of, like, kind of destroying the tower and bringing it down is fun. And it's got, like... Uh, a fun mini boss and it's got well i was gonna say it's got a fun boss but depending on what order i'm familiar doing Link's awakening dx and, and doing um the fire dungeon before this dungeon so i usually have the flame rod and you can just like roast the final boss like a turkey on thanksgiving in like two hits so that that always kind of made me laugh when i was doing that but yeah this is uh i think that this is a really great dungeon uh really really complex 2d zelda dungeon um so yeah this this one was was the winner but right behind it was uh was the palace of winds from the minish cap which is like a monster of a final dungeon like this thing is just like like this is the long one of the longest dungeons in zelda there's two boss keys in this game like two oh. final boss keys um so yeah that one game. that one is really fun too particularly because you have rock's cape which lets you jump in this game or in this dungeon. So it's, uh, it's kind of even adding to that element of like the verticality, but I think Eagle's tower is like the OG. So I, I went with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all this, all uh, basically my biggest takeaway so far from this episode, I know we're not, we're not even close to done yet. is just that I want, I really want to play a link between worlds. now. <laughs> hey, you should, it's never not a bad time to play a link between worlds. All right. We have, uh, we have three left, we have three yep. left technologically themed dungeon are there as many technologically themed dungeons as i was thinking that there are because when i was thinking of this like this list i was like okay well of course i need to include that but then as i was actually like thinking of dungeons that could be the winner i was like huh i don't know so i thought about like tower of the gods from huh. wind waker yep i thought about basically every divine beast from breath of the wild but I ended up on the Lanayru Mining Facility, which I think is oh. one of the greater dungeons from Skyward Sword. Probably not as good as Sandship or Ancient Cistern, but like, even so, the, the time stone mechanic in this is really fun, how you can go from past to present and how that kind of influences the entire dungeon and what's happening around you. I think that that was used to great effect in this dungeon, so yeah, Lanayru Mining Facility was uh, was what I ended up going with here, but... Yeah, I was, uh, I, I, I don't know. I guess I just thought that there was more than there ended up being. What say you? Um, I would have included uh, Temple of Time from Twilight Princess in there. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, for some reason, it didn't quite go enough for me for technology. So I picked the final Divine Beast from Breath of the Wild just because, you're first of all, you're going down in, a, in an elevator, which is pretty cool. And um, then, like, the four rooms that are obviously specific to each of the other Divine Beasts, I just feel like the mechanics in each one are very technology-based. Obviously, the Divine Beasts are, but just... The puzzles themselves is like you're manipulating technology to solve them. And then you're basically putting this big gear together in the middle anyways. Um, and then at the end, you get a motorcycle. So that's technology at its best. So I don't know. Something about it. It's a really great dungeon. The puzzles are fantastic. Um, you're fighting guardians that get progressively harder throughout. And then um, while the boss isn't very technological, the, the outcome is. And I just feel like... Overall, it's very it's showing how technology and Sheikah like influence so much of the story and in, in Breath of the Wild and moving forward probably Breath of the Wild too. So I just really really enjoyed that one and it just felt superior to me. Yeah, fair enough. I I didn't like I kind of considered that, but then I I guess I was thinking of the final Divine Beast. I actually had that in contention for my themeless dungeon because I was okay. like. I feel like this doesn't have, like, necessarily a theme, because, like, part of it is is water, part of it's fire, like, etc. Um, so maybe that would have been a good pick, too, because I think that I, I do enjoy... Well, you know what? I, I take that back, actually. I was going to say, I think I enjoy that um, dungeon more than Lanayru Mining Facility, but I think it's really just the boss fight that really puts it over the top, which is, like, kind of removed from the dungeon itself, I feel like. Like, I almost feel like they're two separate things even though obviously they're connected if that makes yeah. sense but yeah, yeah I, I think that that's a, a good pick uh, maybe i should have had that as my pick as well but i feel like i'm committed to lanayru now i think um, let's go is for a the good option though like if you consider the fact that you're going back in time and you're in a literal factory like i think that was a good choice i didn't think of it yeah uh you know i i guess like even great bay could have been uh, yep. considered because that's like a factory-esque dungeon hey very true all right. Well, let's go and uh, and go to our themeless dungeon. This is kind of like a free for all. So any dungeon that didn't really fit into our criteria before, we've got uh, included in this category now. And I'm gonna go first, and I guarantee you that we do not have the same answer here. Okay. Are you ready? Ready yeah. for this? <laughs> I picked the insect cavern from Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land. <laughs> yeah, we And I unironically think that this is a incredibly fun dungeon. And Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land does actually have a couple of, I would call them like traditional dungeons, or at least as traditional as, as you know, you're going to get in Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land. So this is like, <laughs> it's a really gross dungeon. You go in, like everything's covered in like web and gunk and like, as the name implies, the the cavern is is overrun with bugs. So you're you're constantly fighting bugs, and like the the goal of this dungeon is to find uh, insect heads, and you have to destroy them so that the dungeon can become more navigatable, I guess. Um, so it's it's kind of a, a cool premise. It's a cool gimmick, and it visually looks like just really gross. Like everything's in like this white webbing, um, and it has this ridiculous <laughs> boss battle. Uh, which is called the Ultra Death Bug. And he transforms into like this giant, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a head in the center with four arms around it. And it's got like rupees coming out of it. It's just like the most absurd thing ever. Um, I guess maybe you could have uh, filed this under the creepy dungeons. But uh, this is, I'm sneaking a tingle dungeon in here. I think that this is like really fun. I can't wait for you to play this out. But uh, yeah, here we go. The Insect Cavern. Nice. Um, so I had I had a hard time trying to think of a dungeon for this too because I feel like every dungeon you could kind of put a small theme to it. Um, for example, I said that this temple could have been a technology-based <clears throat> one, but it overall just seems very kind of, um, I don't know, just doesn't have a very specific theme to it. So I chose Temple of Time from Twilight Princess. I really like that temple which is, or that dungeon, which is weird because I don't like a lot of Twilight Princess dungeons. And um, I just enjoy going through, um, kind of making your way to the statue and then bringing the statue back. Um, mm -hmm. But as we were talking, I kind of had a thought too that maybe Ancient Sister could be themeless because it could be water scary or technology 
and maybe it just kind of fits too many molds that you could just say it's themeless and you just go to different areas. Hmm. I, I mean, I'll allow it if you want. Yeah, I think I'll I think I'll go with Ancient Cistern because it's definitely better than Temple of Time. <laughs> I really like Temple of Time actually. Like I I think that's one of my favorite dungeons from Twilight Princess. Like after after Snow Peak, after Arbiter's Grounds, like because those are obviously one. the two standouts. Yeah, I yeah. I feel like it might be Temple of Time. That's my favorite. There you go. Um. Yeah. I mean, picking picking this was was a little bit tough. It's kind of like picking your favorite normal type Pokemon. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like I was hard. thinking, um, what else could be considered for this? Like a themeless dungeon. I thought about the final divine beast, but I think you're right. Probably technology makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought about city in the sky because like that's, uh, but that dungeon sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's not good, but I was just like, well, like it kind of has a theme, but like of, of like wind, I guess, but that wasn't included on our list. So I didn't include it. Um, and I was, you know, I think that some of the dungeons in, like, earlier Zelda games, yeah. that, you know, like Zelda 1, uh, Adventure of Link, aren't necessarily themed, but I, I don't think that anybody in good conscience is going to say that, like, those are the best of the best of the series. So, yeah, like, I, I was thinking, and, like, maybe some of the earlier 2D dungeons that are pretty fun, like, the Catfish Maw, I don't know if that's, I guess that's maybe, like, a water dungeon, maybe. But, like, that, I, I was thinking that could fit there, but I don't know. I was just like, you know what's cooler than that? Bugs. <laughs> Bugs. <laughs> so inside Cavern it was. All right, we got we got one left, Al. Let's do it. I think we have the same answer. I'm gonna, oh. I'm going to go out on a, on a limb and guess. Maybe. Possibly. Uh, all right. Reveal to the world who is your all-star pick for the final castle dungeon. What is the best final dungeon of the series? I feel like a lot of people would pick Hyrule Castle from Breath of the Wild, but and part of me wanted to go there, but something about it just uh, kind of set me back a little bit because you could just automatically go to the boss. There isn't something so um, that gets you like ready for the final boss fight. It doesn't put that feeling in your gut that's like you're, I'm going to the end, you know, for for me at least. So I went with Ganon's Castle in Ocarina of Time. It gives me that feeling. It's so cinematic throughout the entire thing. Like, even when you're doing the themed rooms with the sages and then you're climbing to the top, the music just gets more and more louder and imposing, kind of like Laurel Castle does, too, in A Link Between Worlds. And then you finally see him, your enemy, your main bad for the game, and then you have to go back down the tower because it's falling apart and you have one last battle. Just the whole thing is so epic. Like, I just can't think of anything better than that. Fair. Yeah, very fair. I was thinking of that as my answer. I was thinking of Hyrule Castle from Twilight Princess as my answer, because I think that that is really fun. Um, I was thinking of Lowrule Castle, because I, I think that the theme and like the actual dungeon itself of that might be actually the best, but the thing that that hold it there that held it back for me, rather, was that you have to refight all of the same bosses. I'm just not a fan of that gimmick. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't consider the final castle from Wind Waker for that exact reason. So, yeah, I, I went basic, and I ended up with Hyrule Castle from Breath of the Wild. <laughs> that's so um, funny. <laughs> which, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like part of me is just like, I feel like that's cheating, because I don't know that this is necessarily a dungeon either. But, you know, the, the actual dungeon is just so cool. You can go explore. Yep. There's all, like, the different mini bosses i guess if you will inside of it um I, I thought that it was like probably the most obvious pick and i was looking for something that i thought would be a little bit better and i think that ocarina of time was as close as i got to picking something else but i just didn't really want like the because i feel like that's like a collection of mini dungeons you know so i was just like eh, I, I don't know if i want to pick that so yeah i ended up with uh with hyrule castle from breath of the wild uh, but, like, I don't know. Like, I, I do think that the Calamity Ganon fight is, is pretty underwhelming. So I, I could, I could be convinced to change my answer. And, and part of me, too, was, like, I didn't want to pick another Ocarina of Time dungeon. Yeah. Like, like, so then I'm looking around, and I'm like, all right, I think Low Rule Castle is probably my next contender. But, I, like, I don't know. Dark High Rule Castle, I think, is okay. Um, I think that, uh, 
Hyrule Castle and the Minish Cap is pretty good. The Moon, I, I don't think you can really consider because, again, that's kind of like a stripped-down version of Ocarina of Time's final castle where, like, you yeah. have the mini dungeons, but, like, I think that those are also less fun than the Ocarina of Time ones. I don't know about you. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel strongly enough for anything else to go, like, I think that this is better than than uh, Hyrule Castle from Ocarina of Time, or from Breath of the Wild. Which is, uh, yeah, that's fair. Like I said, I feel like a lot of people would pick that one. And, I mean, if you go through it in its entirety, it is pretty, like, it's really cool. You can get, um, you can fight all of the, you know, sub-bosses again. So that kind of brings back the reiterating what you've learned over the entirety of the game, which is a lot of what the final castle usually does. And then um, to prepare you to go and fight the big bad there's a lot of weapons you could get there's a lot of food that you could get it's basically a, a ground for you to explore and then also prepare for your final battle i just uh part of me is like yeah you could do that but you could also choose not to do that and then you can go fight a pretty underwhelming boss versus something that's very cinematic and iconic in ocarina of time that kind of i feel like set the standard for the rest of mm -hmm. the final final dungeons you know i'm looking at the list of games here and, like, there's a lot of games that actually don't have what you would call, like, a traditional final dungeon. Like, a final mm -hmm. castle or whatever. Like, I'm looking, Majora's Mask doesn't, Link's Awakening doesn't, Oracle of Ages doesn't. Um, let's see, Fent well, I guess Phantom Hourglass has Temple of the Ocean King. Wait, what, by the way, what would, you, what would you say that that temple is? Would you say it's themeless? Uh, is there an annoying theme dungeon? Annoying thing. Yeah, I would say that's themeless. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really have a theme. Uh, yeah, it's kind of not. Doesn't have water. Doesn't have fire. It just has some spooky guys chasing after you. And but it's puzzles. not like a spooky dungeon because it's so bright. No, no, no. I just mean like creepy dudes. Yeah. That just they're just chasing you because you can't get hit by them and you'll lose time in life. Uh, yeah. So. To finish off my, my first point there, Skyward Sword doesn't either. And, like, that's a pretty healthy chunk of Zelda games that don't have, like, what you would call a a dedicated final, like, boss area or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Like you, like, you do a dungeon before you get to the boss. So, yeah, I, I think Breath of the Wild Hyrule Castle is probably, probably the one. Although I, I felt a little bit kind of, ugh, about picking it, you know? <laughs> I don't think you have to feel ugh about it. <laughs> it's fine. I feel like it's a good choice. Um, all right. I'm going to run through our list here really quick. And then uh, I, I encourage everybody listening, by the way, to uh, to let us know what your list is over on Discord. So for our intro dungeon, I've got Inside the Deku Tree. Al has Spirit's Grave. Forest-themed dungeon. We both have the Forest Temple, one of the goats. For the water-themed dungeon, I went with Ancient Cistern. You went with Great Bay Temple. Uh, for the fire-themed dungeon, I've got the Cave of Flames from Minish Cap. Al's got the Fire Sanctuary. For the ice-themed dungeon, Snow Peak Ruins rules the day. Desert-themed is Spirit Temple from me. Sand Ship from Al. Scary-themed dungeon is the Dark Palace from A Link Between Worlds from me. And the Shadow Temple from Al. Mini dungeon, I've got the Fire and Ice Islands. Uh, you've got uh, Iconic Castle. Uh, mm -hmm. The... Vertical 2D Tower Dungeon. God, we need a better name for that. I've got <laughs> Eagle's Tower. You've got Tower of Hera. And I think you specified those from A Link Between Worlds, right? Yes. Yep, I did, I did. All right. Um, Technology-themed dungeon. I've got the Lanayru Mining Facility. You've got the Final Divine Beast Themeless Dungeon. I've got the Insect Cavern. You've got the Temple of Time. And, uh, or I'm sorry, actually, you changed your answer to Ancient Cistern, so yes. I'll, I'll update that. Yep. And our final castle dungeon, I've got Hyrule Castle, Breath of the Wild. You've got Ganondorf's Castle from Ocarina of Time. Pretty good all-star list. I feel comfortable putting that on the ice. Yeah, same. I, I do too. And I, I'm actually really interested to see what everybody else has to add or agree or disagree to this list. I think this will be a fun discussion this week. Yeah, I'm going to post the blank template in the episode notes. So you can just copy and paste it from there. Let us know what you think. Um, by the way, I want to thank everybody that uh, shared with us their Spotify wrapped, uh, you know, pictures and, and whatever is listening to the Champions cast. We had a huge year this year. Uh, our, our numbers just went up, 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 up. So big thank you to everybody 
that listen to us on Spotify and that just listen to us in general in 2021. Really appreciate it. And man, love seeing those, uh, love seeing those stats or whatever from Spotify, even though they use like the ugliest font in design this year for that. What is <laughs> I up know, with that? Like the backgrounds are so ugly. I was doing my wrapped and <laughs> it's just like, why is this so bad like, looking? You're, you're looking at like the genres of music and it's like this box, it, but like with the, letters and stuff you can barely see it it's like who made this it took me back to like 90s shapes and colors it was horrible <laughs> it was horrible god uh but yeah big thank you to everybody that uh, that listened to us we really appreciate it and uh we'll we'll have some fun in 2022 we'll get some streams going and do a lot of fun things that way we should mention too by the way the game awards are going down this thursday and uh, we are, we're going to be watching. There was some controversy around the Game Awards, but sounds like some of that's been taken care of, at least. Um, but we're going to be watching. And if, if there is Breath of the Wild 2 substantial news, you can expect to hear from us that night. I don't, I don't know necessarily that there's going to be, but there might be. And if there is, Allison, we're going to be ready. I'm going to count on my 36% chance. <laughs> 36, wow. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's a pretty big chance. <laughs> well, we will we'll have to wait and see, but we won't have to wait that long because, I mean, it's in four days. So um, vote Metro Dread, game of the year. Yes. You can do so over at GameWords.com. Vote Metro Dread. That is it. We are going to get out of here. Of course, we want to thank you for listening uh, once again. You can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. Recommend us to that Zelda fan in your life. And, of course... Check us out over on Twitter. I'm at Spateri316. Allison is at Allison Aletha. We are out of time, but we will see you next week for some Game Awards coverage. I cannot wait.